Super Talk Mississippi media production. Kickstart your adventure now with a new Gud Golf Cart from Country Carts of Brookhaven. Gud Golf Carts are assembled right here in Mississippi with the best features around. And best of all, they're street legal. Country Carts of Brookhaven, 401 Highway 51 South, phone 601-748-0454. in on a Friday. I'm Michael Borky. Glad to see you guys after what was a sneaky, incredible sports night last night. I, I mean, really, really good for like a random Thursday in October. Uh, we had college football, which games weren't particularly great as it turns out. Coastal Carolina, uh, they're fun. They're fun. Uh, I don't think they have any Power 5 teams on their schedule and you're going to have folks that are just going to want uh, them to make it into the playoff, uh, they have no shot. Whatever, that's a conversation for a different day. Yeah, they don't have any Power Five teams on their schedule. There, even if they run the table, they're going to get left out. Cool story though, especially from where I grew up. That was, with all due respect to the Chanticleers, that was kind of the safety school. Everybody applied to Coastal because you knew you were getting in, and it's gone from that to, you know, Division One football program winning. Baseball has a brand new, beautiful stadium. They won a national championship. Good things are happening there at Coastal. It's a cool story uh, in Conway, which is just outside of Myrtle Beach for whatever that's worth. But yeah, that last night you had the NFL, which uh, I saw a lot of people questioning Matt Stafford last night, uh, comparing him to golf and saying there's no difference and stuff like that. Um, With all due respect, the guy's got his team 4-1, and one, and he threw for 365 on the road in Seattle last night with a dislocated finger. And we're comparing him to golf? I mean, g- give me a break. It, uh, I'm a big fan of Stafford, so maybe that's, uh, maybe that's clouding my judgment. But the ability that I see and the production so far from Stafford is obviously better than what Jared Goff could give you. I, I don't know what other people are seeing. So you had that. You had baseball. And I'm going to be honest, I I value transparency with you guys when I do stuff like this. I didn't watch a second of it. I didn't watch a pitch of baseball last night. And I know as a guy that's that's in sports media and and whatnot, and I'll be on the radio this afternoon, and I should have watched it. I actually give Haydad crap when he doesn't watch like Monday Night Football. Um, Because you're a sports radio person. Like you, you should watch. Monday Night Football, if you're a sports radio guy. like, uh, But it's kind of a, a hypocritical stance on my part because I didn't watch a pitch of baseball last night. Not one pitch of baseball last night. It just, when you've got football and then, yeah, a soccer game that I, I chose over baseball, it, it doesn't grab me. It doesn't grab me, and and a lot of you guys think I'm crazy because like the NBA starts in a couple of weeks, and that'll grab me. Well, one team will, will grab me anyway. Uh, but baseball, just even the playoffs, just is not doing it for me. I mean, I, I took I took Seattle and LA and USA Jamaica over baseball last night. I know, I know. I may uh, some of the texters on the radio show call me a commie every time I uh, if if like it gets brought up, you know what we're watching tonight or whatever, and I'll say 
just USA soccer. Like, I don't watch the MLS. I don't watch Premier League. None of that stuff. But when it's a Team USA night, I can't tell you the number of people that call me a commie. It's like the same four guys every time. They're like, oh, soccer's lame. Yeah. Yeah, I guess so. Uh, Whatever. Uh, Big win last night, though. We are now suddenly first in the World Cup qualifying group. And there's, what, 10 games to go, I think? Uh, So we're in fine shape like we always were, but people are still calling for Greg Berhalter's head. So he, he won two trophies this summer and now has his team first in World Cup qualifying and people still think he should be fired. What the hell else do you want? They're winning. They're giving results. They're, they've won trophies and now they're first in World Cup qualifying. What else do you want? I, I, I just don't understand it. Winning is what's important, right? They're winning. What the hell else do you want? Anyway. Anyway, so that was fun last night. That was really fun. Ricardo Pepe's a great story. 18-year-old phenom scored a couple of goals last night, but you guys don't care about that. That's not what you're here for. You're here for football. So I've got uh, keys to the game for Ole Miss against Arkansas. Uh, A couple of things, and and I'm stealing my own idea, stealing my own idea um, from the radio show that we've been doing for a couple of years now that I came up with, and, and we call it two questions. It's very... Easy, good Friday content, and we'll do it for Ole Miss and for Mississippi State. But State's off this weekend, so Ole Miss only today. Uh, Ole Miss absolutely has to do what if they want to win, and Ole Miss absolutely cannot do what if they want to win. And so we'll talk about that, and I've got some picks for you as well. I've got four picks, uh, three heavy favorites. I'm actually going to go with favorites. Two of them are on the road uh, this weekend. Heavy favorites, and uh, I I like – I like them, though. I feel really good about these four, especially the heavy favorites. So I have a feeling there's going to be very little chaos this weekend, which is okay. The slate doesn't command for it anyway. And, I mean, the most intriguing game, aside from Penn State-Iowa, which is the you know the most playoff-implicated matchup of the weekend, might be Ole Miss-Arkansas. But before I talk about that, I do want to remind you, if you're here for the first time, if you're watching on Twitter, you cannot comment, or if you do, I cannot see them. So if you want to be a part of this and and drop comments in and stuff like that, uh, you got to do it on YouTube. So find me on YouTube, Michael Borky on YouTube. You got to do it there or Facebook under the same name on Facebook. So subscribe to the YouTube channel or follow me on Facebook and Twitter if you want. And wherever you get your podcasts, uh, Mike in the Morning or my name should turn up results there. All right. So two questions. Two questions. Besides health. uh, So I'll leave that aside I don't know for sure, and it doesn't appear that anybody knows for sure. Ole Miss tends to keep things under wraps. Uh, But there are definitely some health issues uh, in Oxford right now offensively. We already know about Jonathan Mingo. The wide receiver missed the Alabama game. Presumably, he will not be playing in this one either. Uh, Jacob Springer, uh, I mean, Kiffin said this week that they hope to have him back. But, I mean, who knows at this point? I have no idea what the injury is. Nobody will, you know, confirm it. Don't know if he's playing this weekend or not have no idea because nothing is getting out uh, really right now. But now uh, there's some reporting that uh, Jerry and Ely may not be available uh, because of, of a concussion, apparently. Uh, Caleb Warren, starting offensive lineman for Ole Miss, possibly it will be out for the game. So now you've got a position group that's already struggled a little bit, missing a starter uh, not good right now for Ole Miss, and and who knows? I mean, again, they keep things under wraps. There could be more. I have no idea. They just don't – that information just doesn't get out of that program anymore. So health is is definitely a story for Ole Miss going into this game. 
the offensive line struggled last week against Alabama. Arkansas has the second best front six that they've seen all year. Uh, Ole Miss has to be better, has to be better tomorrow up front if they want to win the game. And now they are doing it a man down. Uh, so, so not a good situation there. Besides health, and for the running back room, like if the if it's true and, and Ely can't give it a go, that's the one position group that you know if they lose a man, I, th- I think it's absolutely fine. Don't get me wrong; I think Ely's very good, but I think Snoop Connor is very good and underused, and, and Henry Parrish has shown that he can be effective as well. I think if it's especially just a one game thing where it's concussion protocol and he may or may not go, if that is in fact the case, which again I don't know for sure. They're they're fine there. Not not worried about the running back room at all. Uh, it's the offensive line is the issue. Uh, Snoop Connor and Henry Parrish can can play with and be effective against anybody in the country if they get adequate uh, blocking up front. And so far, there's questions there. And now there's an injury there. So besides that, Ole Miss must run the football. I think if Arkansas is going to do really the same defense that they did against Georgia and Texas and Texas A&M and Sam Pittman said this week there are going to be, you know, it's not going to look identical to what they threw at Matt Corral last year, and and why would it? Uh, They're going to have some new looks and wrinkles that they're going to throw at him, but it's going to be that 3-2-6 look, give or take, that they're going to throw at Ole Miss, and Ole Miss is going to throw the same thing back at them. Uh, Kiffin said earlier this week that they essentially – started using that defense because they loved the way Arkansas did it, and so now they do it too. So you're going to see a battle of five-man boxes, sort of, um, between these two teams. But the best way to be effective against that is to run them out of it. Now, with a potential injury to a starting offensive lineman at Ole Miss, um, makes that a little bit more difficult. But if Arkansas is going to drop six into coverage and keep a five-man box, essentially, you've got to run them out of it. You've got to do that effectively. Uh, Ole Miss must run the football with effectiveness. They don't have to run for 300 yards or whatever, but they have to be able to do it effectively for you know the obvious reasons in a football sense to stay on schedule and stuff like that. But that will open up the, the back end for Matt Corral. Arkansas, good defense, obviously. You saw what they did with Texas and Texas A&M, and it's a good football team. They can be beat in the back end of their defense. They can be, especially with a quarterback like Matt Corral. Texas and Texas A&M did not give Ole Miss or, or did not give Arkansas what Ole Miss is going to give Arkansas from the quarterback position uh, tomorrow. And Georgia threw the football eleven times. So, because because it, you know, they just ran down Arkansas's throat. Ole Miss doesn't have the personnel up front that Georgia has, but they still have to run the football effectively. They have to stay on schedule. They have to try to bring Arkansas down, and then that's when you beat them over the top, where they can be susceptible. And when you have Matt Corral on your football team, you can beat anybody over the top. I mean, he he's that skilled. Um, but you got to run the football tomorrow. You have to. Um, to open up things over the top. And that's a huge key for this team. They have to be better there. Ole Miss absolutely cannot give up explosive plays. They absolutely cannot give up explosive plays. That is where, I think that is the X factor in this game. Because K.J. Jefferson's been a little banged up, but sounds like he might be 100% healthy. I know Arkansas has had some 
Uh, injury issues on the offensive line. Nobody's missed a start yet, but they've had some guys banged up there as well. But KJ Jefferson is extremely inconsistent. They're very good with explosive plays. Uh, that's how they beat Texas A&M. Explosive plays, his deep ball is actually quite good. But consistency is a real issue with KJ Jefferson. If they can not let Arkansas get behind them, if they can keep Razorback wide receivers in front of them and not get beat over the top and force Jefferson to complete intermediate throws and drive the football down the field that way, I don't think he can do it. He's not consistent enough to especially go score for score with Ole Miss if that's, in fact, how the game starts working out tomorrow. Um, So no big plays. Uh, Arkansas feasted on big plays. Uh, That's how they've really been able to win these games. Um, Physical running, but also big plays. Uh, So Ole Miss cannot give up those big plays. Uh, I think that, yeah, um, we learned a little bit about that defense. I I think it's improved, but not to a level to even slow down Alabama. Arkansas presents a a physical presence uh, that uh, will be tough to match, but I don't think that's the key. I think it's the big plays. I I don't know if Jefferson's ready to go on the road and consistently, especially with his injury issues, uh, execute 12 play drives or or something like that. I I don't know if that's the recipe for success for Arkansas. So um, run the football, do it successfully. And do not give up big plays. And Randall kind of agrees with the sentiment. For Ole Miss to win, it's all about the offensive line. It is. I mean, they they have to be better in protection as well. When you do decide to throw the football, Corral's got to have more than a second to to throw the ball. I mean, Alabama was just in his face the entire game. It uh, It was brutal to watch. It was a physical mauling. Arkansas does not have the talent that Alabama does, but they're pretty damn good in the front five, six, whatever you want to call it. So they got to protect better. Uh, curious to see how they shuffle the offensive line, what they decide to do there you know, with the injury. But, you know, if you're looking for a silver lining, Snoop Connor being forced to have more carries is not a bad thing. I think he is the most underutilized player on that team by a long shot. Everybody wants to talk about where's Plumley, where's Plumley. Forget that. Snoop Connor is the guy that you should be asking, where is he and why is he not involved in the offense more? And if he has to do it by default, then so be it. But I think that uh, I think he's just severely underused. So there are a couple keys for the game and uh, picks. And then I get I got to get out of here. I got a lot to do today. So this will be a shorter video as well. Don't forget, I will be live with you late tomorrow night sometime after roughly around when all the games are over tomorrow night. I'll be live right here with you guys tomorrow night, 9, 9.30, somewhere in there, somewhere in there. And uh, we'll talk a lot of football uh, tomorrow night. So don't forget to be subscribed to the YouTube channel, and, and we'll do that tomorrow night. My picks, uh, big favorites, three big favorites, and uh, the Red River shootout. Uh, Georgia, minus a 15 at Auburn. I think this game is going to go identically to what happened last week with Arkansas. Georgia is on a different level than Auburn and everybody else in the SEC, not named Alabama. Physically, it's a mismatch. Georgia will suffocate Auburn the exact same way they did Arkansas. I think Arkansas is a good, solid football team. 
better than Auburn, and I think they will prove that later this season. Uh, Georgia's going to go into Jordan-Hare. I don't care where it is. I don't care how many or how difficult it is to play there, whatever. It doesn't matter to me. When you can physically line up and dominate your opponent, that travels and is not affected by road environment. I, I, 15 points is not enough. Georgia's going to go in there and just physically manhandle Auburn the exact same way, the exact same way they did Arkansas. Location be damned. Does not matter. Georgia minus the 15. Also taking Alabama minus 18. Uh, the, the Crimson Tide are just like Georgia in that they're on a different level than everybody else. And the thing is, Texas A&M cannot score. Texas A&M cannot score. So they're physically overmatched. They're athletically overmatched. And they don't have quality quarterback play. Bryce Young looks extremely comfortable. And they're not asking him to do a whole lot either. I mean, it's... It's perfect to acclimate a freshman into SEC play. He's got great protection, great wide receivers. He looks good and comfortable, but they're not asking him to just, you know, go insane either. They're they're calling an offense to let him be within himself and not take too many risks, and and it's perfect. Uh, They're physically better. Their talent better. Their quarterback is better. Don't care about the location. Does not matter. It's a huge line. Again, it just does not matter to me. Uh, when you've got one team that can score and one team that cannot, one team is more talented, one team has a better quarterback, 18 points simply isn't enough. And I'm curious to see what those those yell leaders have to say about this game where they talk about the Crimson Tide and uh, uh, the Fighting Tech Zaggies uh, are going to redeem themselves. Did you all see that video? Have you seen that video? The guy that's telling the story trying to talk junk at Mississippi State, and they they do that little twitch thing because everything AM does is a tradition. And they, they copy somebody like from decades ago that his milkman suit was too big. And so when he was talking, he had to like like throw his leg up and his arm up so the sleeves would come down, something stupid like that. Yeah, I would love to see the video. Um, I would love to see the video of that guy telling a story talking junk on Alabama. I just I want to see that again. Fighting Tech Zaggies are going to get they're going to get beat by more than 18 points at home and they're paying their football coach 9 million dollars. anyway. Yeah, Alabama minus 18. Yeah, it's just going to be dominant. Just going to be dominant. Uh, Ohio State, another big favorite. Ohio State at home, I think the Buckeyes have kind of figured it out. So Ryan Day did some adjusting with play calling. He he did some uh, – and a lot of people thought that that was um, a sign of bad within the team. Looks like it's more like Ryan Day made the appropriate adjustments and now his team is clicking. They went to Rutgers last week and just dominated Rutgers, it feels like Ohio State's finally figured it out. And yeah, they're a 21-point favorite at home against Maryland. I still don't think that's enough. I think Ohio State is rolling right now. Uh, C.J. Stroud, by the way, if you want like a a sleeper Heisman pick, like very good value, I guess is what I'm, what I'm trying to say. I don't think he's going to win, but you get great value if you drop like 50 bucks on C.J. Stroud right now. Look at the numbers he's put up lately. It is not out of the realm of possibility that he sneaks his way back into the Heisman race. It's a valuable ticket if you can get it. Big line, Ohio State at home. 
minus 21 against Maryland and Tua's little brother. And finally, I'm taking Texas plus the three. There are there, there's trouble in Norman right now. There is trouble with Norman right or in Norman right now. You got the students calling for the backup. You've got rumors of internal locker room strife. Not been impressive at all. Texas made a quarterback change after the Arkansas game, and look at what they've done since then. Uh, I'll take the team that looks functional over the team that doesn't in a neutral site rivalry game. I've never been a believer in Spencer Rattler. I think things are going to start unraveling starting on Saturday, and I'll take three points as well in a game like this. Oklahoma has not impressed me for one second this season, not one. Texas, again, after Arkansas, made a change of quarterback, and it looks like they figured it out. And uh, I'll take the three points if you're giving me the three points. Does Cincinnati have a chance at the top four? Yes, they do. Yes, they do, because it looks like there's going to be a bunch of losers around here. I mean, Penn State and Iowa are going to eliminate one this weekend. Uh, Clemson's already out of it. The ACC's best chance at the playoff is Wake Forest, and you assume that at some point they're going to slip up. I love Dave Clawson. I think at some point they're going to slip up. Uh, The Pac-12 is out now with Oregon losing. Out meaning they have a team with one loss. The Big 12 could be out this weekend with Oklahoma. Oklahoma State's also an undefeated team, but Cincinnati's going to be favored in every game remaining on their schedule, every single one. And they have two Power 5 wins, including a road win at Notre Dame. And in the last two years, Cincinnati's only loss will be, what was it, a three-point a three point game or a two-point game? And the Peach Bowl to Georgia. That will be if they run the table like they should. Cincinnati's only loss in two years. Can't leave that team out, especially when everybody else around has one loss. And if they do leave that team out, system is broken and it needs to be changed ASAP, and that will be the catalyst to do it. Don't count out BYU either. Schedule is much tougher, but if they run that table, you're not leaving them out. You can't unless the system is just totally, totally flawed. So Sebastian says, offensively, the Buckeyes may have figured it out, but defensively, there are too many flaws to fix during the season. True. A talented team with a decent coach will exploit them again. Maybe it's Michigan. Ohio State has owned Michigan in the last decade plus. Doesn't look like that's going to be the case right now. But uh, I do like them at home against Maryland, even with a big line like uh, like 21. I do like them at home here. So enjoy your uh, weekend. State fans, really enjoy your weekend. It's a stress-free football weekend for you guys. The weather's going to be beautiful. You know, just get something to put on the grill and kick back and hang out and Carefree, man. There's uh, there's not a whole lot to be stressed about for you guys this weekend. Everybody else, big, 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 big game in Oxford this weekend. Uh, if you're going to be the team that people think you are, if you're going to win eight, nine games or whatever, you have to win your home games, especially when you're a seven-point favorite or more. So litmus test for Ole Miss. It's a revenge game for Matt Corral. It's a big one uh, tomorrow. And uh, enjoy the rest of your football. You've got at 3 o'clock uh, Iowa-Penn State. That's the biggest game of the weekend, no doubt, uh, at three. And then we'll be back with you guys tomorrow night right here on YouTube. Again, somewhere uh, somewhere around 9.30, 9.30. Just depends on uh, on what the games in the evening are looking like and, and stuff like that. So we'll, uh, we'll see you tomorrow night. Subscribe, Michael Borky on YouTube. And uh, I'll talk to you guys then. Have a great weekend, and uh, see you tomorrow night.
Super Talk Mississippi media production.